Good day listeners and welcome back to Conversations with Nikki. Just want to pop some champagne. Yes, we have 105 listeners. Yay. So thank you. Thank you. You should have brought me on from the beginning. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, hopefully we'll get to 1000 and to the whole world. Thank you to South Africa, to America, to Hey, Canada, New Zealand. Zealand. Who's in New Zealand? I don't know who's in New Zealand. In Uganda, sure. Sweden. Sweden, Yes. Hey, so the listenership is quite broad. So thank you, thank you, listeners. We love you, we love you, we love you. Thank you for joining us on our journey. And it is a beautiful journey, but the journey we're about to take, well, not today, but in the next podcast will be a bit rocky. Yeah. So today, obviously, I don't have to introduce him. You all know him. He is our resident. Huh? Our resident guest, um, Tubbs. Hey, love. How am I a resident and a guest? You're a resident guest. Like, you're not You're not here forever. You're just here for this series. So let's get that right. <laughs> <laughs> let's establish that. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> I pray you okay. get your numbers without me. Oh, I'm wow. <laughs> wow, love. No, no, no. Well, welcome, love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, so today in this episode, this episode is titled The Honeymoon. As you all know, the last episode, if you haven't listened, do go listen to episode one and just catch up till this episode. But today's episode is about the honeymoon and how marriage has a stage, I would say. There's a honeymoon stage, the Mm. same way in relationships, in pregnancy, in a whole lot of things. There's that honeymoon stage until reality sinks in no wait i disagree with that okay not reality but like okay what's your take like um so when you say it like that like honeymoon stage and then reality sinks in it's like it's like marriage is horrible no 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 wait let me say let me say it's like if you had to take a lamb or like an orange and you had to make and create it like upside down but the sweet part is on the outside and then the core is sour, no. right? So when you talk of marriage like that, for me, it's a different way of approaching it, right? I, I believe like honeymoon stage is the part where it's a stage in your in your relationship after getting married where the excitement is still heightened, right? And um, you tend to not focus too much on your partner's bed breath. <laughs> my, my wife doesn't have a bad breath but i'm just saying like you tend to f- not focus on the on bad things because the good is so much you're still ecstatic about the good things and stuff that's honeymoon stage right and then when the sweetness is off and all stuff you get to meet the real person right and for me that's the core that's where the meat is at and that's a nice part i guess the way you've put it makes more sense but I, I like to say, like, the honeymoon stage is the flower stage. Like, you're looking at and the flowers are beautiful. And then now you have to tend to the roots. Like, now I got to, like, like what you said, where you then get to know, know, know a person where you're like, oh, snap. Mm, nope. I don't so you know. You didn't know me before you said I do. No, love. Like, marriage is a journey. Every day I learn something new about you. Mm-hmm. Don't you learn something new about me every day? <laughs> what did I learn this week? <laughs> You want to go there? No. Anywho. <laughs> wow. Anywho. Yeah. yeah so we, we were on the plane to Cape Town, hey? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, you're so beautiful. Uh, my stepmom, um, our mom and dad then gifted us with a honeymoon gift. And we hit Cape Town, like the nice side of Cape Town. The, that side where they slaughtered a, a goat last year and the black people tried <laughs> to own it. That part. <laughs> Clifton side. Beautiful. Yeah. We had a good time in Cape Town. Um, that's beautiful. I'm going to get into the grossy details, but I know my mom listens, so I cannot. Wow. <laughs> like, weren't you the one who was saying, don't sanitize your story and be real about it? No, I hear you, but I can't. I can't, you know. Yeah, but anyway, so we had a good time. Like Eddie Zondi, the late Eddie Zondi used to say, <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, um, and then, yeah. And then we had to come back on the Friday and the Saturday and bury my 
my grandmother. Mm. Right. Um, it was beautiful, man. Because we were getting to know each other all over again. Nikki eventually started loving Crispy Duck. Right, I was showing her things that oh, she didn't know. Right, I was spoiling her. Tell me, like honeymoon, yeah. honeymoon is never for the guy. It's never for the guy. And we had a box TV. We were happy. No, most. man, we didn't oh, have yeah. a box TV at the honeymoon <laughs> oh, place. We talk about the honeymoon in Cape Town. Oh, it was beautiful. It was, oh, I felt like a queen. I felt like I could stay there forever. Yeah, for me, it was beautiful, love. It was a beautiful experience. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is that all? <laughs> yes. What else happened? <laughs> it was a beautiful experience. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, and then yeah, and then we had to come back to to reality. Beautiful thing is, we had already. I don't believe in the whole thing of getting married. Let's say, for example, Nikki lived in her own place, right? I had I was living with my parents. I had to move back, as we said in our previous episodes, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the way I was raised as a vendor man, but. I just had this thing that we all had to start off in a new place together. Mm. Right? I wasn't I wasn't gonna move into your place mm. after getting married to you. Mm. After taking you as my wife. And then after that I move into your house. <laughs> Heck no. It wasn't gonna happen. So we got a place in Centurion. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Humble beginnings. Yeah, Man. it was humble beginnings. Three bedrooms. Three bedrooms with a box TV, <laughs> a high sense box TV. Like I think, um, yeah. Like guys, don't go break your banks to to. Because remember when you have a wedding and everything, especially when you have a wedding, don't go loan money. If you guys are not ready, get a little blessing and do a little, you know. But don't go break banks because I think the beauty of us starting our marriage life was we didn't have debt and we were content we were like this is us this is us starting even with our box tv that still had an aerial while there were flat screens out there guys we had that box tv with an aerial but we were happy it was our little home we were building our own home Mm -hmm. yeah love it was nice and i think your god was so evident in our lives like he was our everything remember he love? still is no he still is but i mean mm. as a couple yeah we were so sold out for god like what makes you say that though because we were consistent and praying together There's... how would we pray together so what was the schedule well we didn't no, really we didn't have, have a schedule. schedule no we didn't have a schedule mm. it was just we would have worship nights tabs would do random worship nights to invite mm. god into our house and the Holy Spirit, he would do random worship nights with the family. And um, when he would get a word from God, he was not scared. He would come and tell me and pray over me. Like, it was beautiful. And when we would fight, like how I was saying in the previous podcast, was, you know, there's that Bible verse, do not let the sun go down if you're still quelled with a person. What's quelled for the people in if Switzerland? If you're still angry, do not <laughs> let the sun go down. And we were very intentional about our marriage that's the right word we Mm. were intentional we were intentional about making our marriage work making our marriage flourish making our marriage a spacious place so um yeah when we'd fight would not sleep brah would Mm. talk it through the whole night until we're both happy we were like okay is it sorted have you heard me have i heard you and everything we even had rules of engagement how to fight like how to and we got that from um we got that from uh pastor at go church um pastor paul Nyumuda, where he gave us rules of engagement so that was premarital where we were taught how to fight we were taught how to understand each other because remember you're marrying a, a new you're with two different people so i am a person who keeps quiet Tabs is a person who wants to deal with it there and there, or mm. he sometimes will want to walk out and cool down. And I'm like, no, if you've started it, you got to have to finish it. There ain't no cooling down here mm. type thing. So I think, yeah, we were very intentional. Yeah, hey, love. Yeah, and uh, I think, not I think, I know like we both, when we got together, you guys know, like I I had some, yeah, some some drama. Well, it wasn't major drama. Nikki also had drama. He had a kid before marriage. I did the same thing. That kind of brought us together and all that stuff. But 
knowing that where we come from and both of us having parents that divorced and all that stuff we were more we were conscious of what we need to do right in a way right um so in the first few months and days and years of marriage and stuff like I'd say we were very proactive and like what my wife says intentional about doing the right thing we were very we were very alert in the spirit realm like what Tubbs just said because in him saying that we came from divorced parents and that's a spiritual thing. It's um, what do they call it, love? When generational. It's a generational curse because um, when I look back at my dad's, um, my grandfather, my dad's dad, it, it's a similar situation to what happened in his life. And yet, the funny thing is, um, and I'm gonna say this now because it's gonna play a key role to us talking about the restoration. But at our wedding, um, my mom and Tab's mom both prophesied over us and in their speeches i think it was um tub's mom who was like it's it ends here and then my mom in her speech she physically drew a line with her foot and she says it ends here as in it was and i thought i took that very symbolic in them saying guys our mistakes and our generational curses end here and we were then very much alert in the spirit realm because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood we wrestle against the spirit and in us having god so involved in our relationship we were able to pick up like you know every fight would have we were able to pick up that this is not a battle it's not me fighting tubs we'll be like hey love nah bro this is the enemy trying to do this because we knew the background from where we're coming from and we knew that that generational spirit did not want a marriage it did not want a continuation it wanted to keep breaking up marriages but that's going to come into our podcast where we talk about the restoration anyway anyway so yeah like it sounds all like we had our lives sorted right we had things sorted we uh, we knew like we knew what was happening we knew the enemy's plans like but life is real eh life is real mm. right and like i want to ask you a question like what was uh, the dumbest fight we had in the first year of our marriage i don't wait i don't think we fought in the first year of our marriage no we didn't no we did actually no the pot fight was not enough it wasn't a pot fight it was a movie fight the blanket one yes it was the first we year because we were in parklands no we were engaged weren't we no we were in parklands Oh. Even Parklands. I remember because I drove out. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, anyway, what was the funniest part? Um, so. Funniest fight. The funniest fight was the one when we were at the movies. We fought <laughs> over a blanket. What do you mean? So, came out of the movies. And so, I, when we'd go to the movies, the oh, movie house was. We Every had Wednesday date night. night. So, yeah. we were, into, like we say, we were very intentional about our marriage. So, we'd have date nights to just hoosah, not talk bills, not talk. You know, just us to enjoy each other. So we went for a movie. So I'm a person who gets cold very easily. So I carry a, I'll carry a blanket to the movie house. And then after the movie, I'm like to Tubbs, can you carry my blanket? I want to go to the toilet. And out here, Tubbs <laughs> trying to look cool, bro. Tubbs was trying... She took that one blanket. <laughs> that's not the coolest blanket in the house. She just... <laughs> like, Yo, what the heck? He's like, bro. this is messing my swag up. So he's like... <laughs> No. And then I pretended. I remember I was playing a joke on him. So I'm like, and You're then, lying. it was a joke, love. It was genuinely a joke. So okay, I walked away. I walked away from him. No, wait. So we get out, you like to hold my blanket. Yes, hold my blanket. And then so he was pissed. I go to the toilet. I come out. Instead of walking towards him, I walked away from him because I was like, oh, I'm gonna also play angry and pretend to be angry. This person takes it serious that oh, I am truly walking away from him. And he's like, I will not chase an individual. I will not chase a girl. <laughs> By that time, I chased her so she can marry me. Right? By that time, I was like, hell no, bro. I'm not going to chase and follow her down the, es- down the escalator to the car like I'm some, like, yeah, a beggar. Yeah, arrogance. Anyway. Arrogance, eh? Pride. Oh, your pride as well, anyway. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get in the car. 
he doesn't talk to me like, the, whole the whole way i'm like okay Ooh, this is awkward and i'm not a confrontational person so i now keep quiet i'll also be like all right you don't want to talk we will not talk and then we get home and then he drove out so that he broke one of our rules of engagement that we don't walk out on each other without mm-hmm. communicating what's up if you if you want to go cool down you tell a person can i get five minutes to mm-hmm. can i mm-hmm. get a five minute break and I drove out. I, and I'm like, all right. I, and I'm one who doesn't react, actually. Mm. And Tubbs would always try and push my buttons to react. So when he drove out, I was like, oh, well, good night. I am going to bed. <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> Isn't that that's a reaction, though? And then he came back. But that's a reaction. It is a reaction, yes. Mm. Mm. And then he came back and he's like, nope, we need to talk this out. I think that was our stupidest fight, actually. Yeah, because we spoke till 4 a.m. Yeah, we spoke till 4 a.m. to go But to do you know what I learned from that? And it's something that we still go, sort of go through. Mm. I think we figured it out now. Like, when you're in a relationship with a person, you love them and all that stuff, there's a lot of things that we throw under the carpet. Mm. And then the little things will, like, just whip that rock open yes. and all the ants and the termites come out. Mm. So I think that, that that night, that's what happened. Mm. right? Because we spoke about a whole lot of things about how to treat each other mm. and all that stuff. And here I am at 4 a.m. adjusting our rules of engage- engagement yes. to put on the wall again. But anyway, hey. It's marriage, right? Anyway, yeah. Okay, so what was you? What would you say? Um, I, do you know what I loved about um, like that time in our lives? Like, as yeah, we we're intentional and everything, and we had goals. It was tough as hell, bro. Mm. Right, because I wasn't working. I didn't have oh, a full time yes. job. You were only earning like. Eh, but God sustained us, bruh. She was in like an Israelite in Egypt. Hey, bruh, but I was yeah. good. God sustained <laughs> us in that month. Oh, not good. even a month. It was a while, bruh. Oh. Like I had to hustle. Business was slow. All that stuff, right? And we grew closer in those seasons. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot, man. I don't think we used to eat like how, how we eat now. Yeah, how did we even eat. eat then? Like it was weird. Yeah, it was. We didn't even have a menu. We like just was ate just, what was there. Yeah, it was, was, it was tough, but um, but beautiful at the same time. No, but what we had in our, in our marriage, like we did things together. Like every single thing and every single decision we took was always together. Mm. But um, yeah, and we stayed in Parklands for a while. And then what is like six months into into the lease agreement, the owners decide to sell the house. Yes. So now we have to move. And that for me was like, what? Oh, oh. Best Yo. time of my life. Bro. So now <laughs> there's six, seven months into the marriage. Ne? Now we have to move. Like now we have to find a place. Okay, cool. We find a place in Highfelt and all that stuff. Beautiful ne? place. Beautiful place. It's got a garden, right? We still, it's just myself and Nikki and Kanya and the nanny, right? And like, ah, Two double garage, three bedroom, uh, lounge, patio, garage. Like, ah, okay, cool. We'll go for it. Ne? Deal goes through. We get approved. Listen, like the way God did things in our life, like he'd do things in ways that you didn't expect. Like at that time, we're still working on Nikki's permit and all the stuff, right? And yeah, I had my mess up from business. So I was always worried about my credit record and stuff. But God always took care of us. Mm. And then we got the rental. It got approved and everything. But then we needed to move. The last day of the month was uh, on a Friday. Right? So the new tenants are coming into... Uh, the new owners are coming into where we live. Right? And we need to move out on that uh, Friday or Saturday. Mm. Friday ne? or Saturday. Mm. I it was, forgot. It was a Saturday, love. I forgot, ne? but I know it was a weekend. So, okay, cool. We pack our stuff, pack our stuff. How? Now, moving trucks are ready with the furniture. We're moving to the new place. Agent doesn't want to give the keys. Mm, because, <laughs> so, because, um, so deposit was paid, right? And 
we didn't make the deposit clear immediately. So we sent the proof of payment to say, yeah, the deposit has been paid. She's like, no, it needs to clear immediately. It needs to be visible in the account. And we're like, but how are we going to steal property, bribe? It's not going to show the next day. You can simply tell us to move out. And mm. she was like, no, it needs to be in the account and everything. And we're like, but why didn't you tell us this ahead of time? And that's, we would have then made it clear immediately. So mm. at least can we... Is there no way we can move in? Because you can see the money has left the account. We showed her statements. We showed a proof of payment. She's like, no. Oh, guys, that's when um, my heightened dislike for... For Mkua's. For, for, for... Okay, okay, I won't say it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah started. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. So I'm like, how is this possible? Woman, if we were of a different race, I don't think we'd be having this argument. But all right. Shop. Can we at least have the garage keys? Because where are we going to put our furniture? Mm. She's like, okay, you guys can at least put your furniture in the garage. Mm. Guys, we, you know, moving is expensive because you pay deposit, you pay rent, and you pay the movers, and you also have to pay cleaners to clean the house that you were staying in before. Mm. Moving is expensive. So now we are like homeless. For a weekend. For a weekend because yes. she's like... Yes your money needs to clear and i think the money was paid friday and it cleared on the saturday obviously <laughs> and then anywho <laughs> but she contacted us on, on monday yes, so yes. so now i saw how frustrated my husband was guys so we get there we drop our furniture in the garage so we walk around the house tubs is like he, I could see my husband was frustrated and I'm like, yo, we even sat outside. Now, remember, we sat outside and we're like, what do we do? We're homeless. And at that moment, we knew we couldn't call out on our relatives because their houses are full. Where were we going to sleep? We are like four no, we people. No, we didn't we? No. Listen, wait. We were like four people. And where were we going to sleep? So we're the not, first night... Yeah, we were four people, yeah. Yeah, so the first night, we slept at my sister's house, Wadzi. And then the and then um, the second night we slept at Michael's house. Mm. But yo, guys, imagine we're married. Here we are, busy doing sleepovers. Oh my gosh! Embarrassing, ne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, embarrassing. But anyway, that's what life is. You don't plan that kind of stuff, right? Um, eventually we moved in. We had a great time there. My son was conceived in that space, <laughs> right? Then my wife started a new job working at the Calc, right? Ah, that started a nice journey, a nice chapter of our marriage, right? Um, here I am, I'm like, yo, I want to tell you guys how that came up because I wasn't happy with how my wife was earning and <sighs> advertising and scenting is an overrated job, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, that industry doesn't pay well. That's something that needs to get done with that space. Especially if you're a black woman. Oh, wow. Not BLMing. Anyway, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> right. And then, so, i like, okay, cool. It's fine. Just, there's an opportunity at the church. You can work there and all the stuff. But at the same time, I was very conscious because I had worked at a church before, right, in the past. And I know how um, easy it is to pick up an offense when you're actually working with church people and pastors and stuff. Right? So I, I'm out here preparing my wife's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because you see these people, these people are great right now in your eyes, but they're going to offend you. How are you going to handle the offense? Yeah. Anyway, so we started the church thing. She got prophesied over to start an art studio. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Oh, you wow, love it. No, love. Yeah, and then yeah, we're still waiting for the art studio, but it will come. I know it will come, right? Um, but I am an artist at heart. I am. Yeah, and then yeah, so yeah, we're at church. We're at church, wow. enjoying life, enjoying life. I get a full time job as well, so life is comfortable. Nikki gets pregnant. Um, God is providing. God is providing. God is providing, right? Nikki wants to give birth at Genesis Clinic, right? So now, obviously, she's pregnant, and then she has to... Oh, yeah? Wait, before the Genesis story, you then needed to... So, obviously, now... um, Oh, no, but the Genesis story comes before the GP. Yes. Mm. Oh, sorry, so love, you can continue. No, it doesn't. It's around the same time. Okay, so you can finish your story. Yeah, then. so... um, 
it's our story. Our story. And then um ah, no, where was that? But anyway, so like so Nikki conceives, she wants to give birth to Genesis, we're seeing taking other stuff. So I'm like out here looking at my son, I was like, okay, cool, it's fine. I'm paying a salary, Ru. So at this time I'd, I'd, I was working in Joba quite a lot. Yeah, but love, I didn't want to give birth to Genesis. The midwife that delivered Kenya, I wanted her. And then we found out she's a Genesis. Yeah, and so you only, wanted. She only delivered in Joba in at Genesis. So she wants to give back a Genesis clinic. So anyway, um, at that time, like our, our levels of faith were quite high as well. Mm. Like, I think because at that time, I'd obviously how trained to Joburg. I was consulting at Standard Bank at that time. And um, sometime driving back in the car, I was like, no, man, I need a car. And for a while, I hadn't been applying. I was like, I go to cars.co.za, find a Jeep that I like. No, I like, you didn't find the Jeep. So what had happened was, remember I suggested you get yeah. a Kia Sportage, and that yes, was the car you yes, were Yes, I found a Kia Sportage. Yes. yes. So Nikki wanted a Kia Sportage because now she's pregnant. Now we it's gonna be two kids. She wants that SUV life. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't say like that. And I had I was like a Kia Sportage is within our budget. So I was like, no, we can go. You know, let's aim. That's what we can afford. Limiting no, our. No, okay, cool. So, I found this car. Applied. I was always scared to apply because I was scared that I'd get denied and all the stuff, right? Um, so I apply, and this person's like, "No, there's a Kia Sportage. Come look. Come view it." As I get there, there's a Jeep that's cheaper than the Kia Sportage that we had viewed. And I holler at my wife and like, "Hey, I really like this car." I was calling me out. I test drove it, all the stuff, and Nikki's like, "Okay, apply for it." So I apply for it. The following day, I'm at work. I'm at work. Like we prayed. I don't know. Like it was just, it was just connected. Like... Was, yes, girl. Yeah. And then we got the jeep. Life happened over there. Nikki is now on maternity. It was, was all faith. And was, I love that comment. And then um, Genesis now. Ha, guys, Genesis to to give birth in the private rooms and stuff. It's around forty five thousand rand in 2013. 2014. Nate is a what love? What when? What year was he born? 2013. 2014. I said 2014. You're the one that makes me doubt. The 2014. Oh, the 45k. And my medical aid when we went there and registered and stuff. They're like, okay, cool. You guys can give birth to Genesis. However, you're gonna. Oh, when we're there. Genesis, Genesis Clinic. It was like, um, you guys can only give birth upstairs, which is an in and out. No, but it's then, not an in and out, it's a shared one. No, it's in and out, really. Oh. Right? Um, so we go. It's like, okay, it's fine. This is unfortunate what we have. But the day when Nikki had to go deliver, they're like, oh, look at your account. Um, you guys are giving birth in the, in the private room. room. It's like, what? God, thank you. <laughs> she gives us gives birth. I'm not saying she gives a gift, but like she gave birth to three people. But she just gave birth. It was a it felt like she gave birth to three people. I was in the room, the weirdest and most magical time of my life. But crazy. I do not want to go through it again. Really? So if I get pregnant, you're not going to be in the room? Uh, I, I think I'll behave different. I won't be so into it. Yeah, I guess. Just to save my... Your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so Nate is born, all the stuff. Oh, wow. They tried, they, Nate apparently wasn't wearing on time. And then they throw us out to go. Well, they didn't throw us out. They asked us to go to transfer us to go to Unitas. At Unitas, I needed to pay. Because now it's not a, a network hospital. Wada, wada, wada. My, my our son eventually wee-wees and things were all right. And then we're back home and we are now settled. Nate is now born. Right. And yeah. Yes. And in that time when I was pregnant, my husband was the most supportive man, guys. He didn't go out. He didn't party. He was like, he was there. Shame. I, you I still there. am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't party. You can't party during Kororo. Mm-hmm. 
could come for the gym. No, yeah, because of COVID. But it, oh, wow. I'm joking, love. I've always been supportive. And I think, so in that time, it was just so beautiful. Like I said, we were very intentional about our marriage. And I, we missed an important part. So before Nate was born, um, my dad then passed away. So my dad oh. passed away after, like, how many months after our marriage? The same week Mandela passed away. Yes. So, so then, it's 2013. I don't yes, know. Yes. So um, my husband gets the call while we're at his work function. Yeah, December. In December. Yeah. So we get a call and we're told. Um, so my husband gets a call. Then my husband's like, ah, let's leave. I'm mm. like, why are we leaving? He's like, no, there's something I need to tell you. So I'm like, what's going on? What? Why? Anyway, we get home. My husband's like, I'm booking a ticket. You're going overseas. I'm like, what? What? But how? I mean, do you have the money for it? What? How? Love, do we? Can we afford to go overseas? He's like, your dad is not in a good condition. So obviously, they had told him the finer details of my dad and everything. And I think we applied faith there again to book our ticket to go overseas, to book my ticket to return. go overseas, oh, including return. And you don't want to come back as a typical Zimbabwean. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> and um, yeah. He, you know, anyway, it was a it was the toughest moment because I was so used to being with my husband twenty four seven. Now I was overseas, and um, seeing my dad in such a state, cancer is a horrible, 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 horrible demon. Anyway, seeing my dad in such a state and not having my husband next to me, oh, it broke me. I remember even calling him and telling him, "Love, I wish you were here." and everything but then he was so he was so supportive i remember when i got the call um for them to then say because i then had to come back to sa and leave my and then i was actually meant to be swapping with my sister but something happened anyway um then when i got the call that he had passed away like you know when you see the number calling it's uk i knew you know you already know that okay and i started preparing myself because on the monday they had said um he started bleeding in the brain and everything so i'd already started preparing myself that this man is gonna mm. die i get the phone call they're like okay yeah he's dead I'm like okay cool call my husband i'm like love my dad is dead Tubbs, away. yeah and i was like are you okay love okay i'm on my way i'm on my way love are you okay he drove home so fast shame and i was not crying I didn't cry, hey. You did. I cried when Tsungi came. No, when I got there. Oh, yes, when, when my husband then... Why wouldn't when, you when cry? When my husband hugged me, shame. When he hugged me, oh, I'm a very strong-willed woman. But, yeah, Tubbs knows how to bring out... To, to, to bring out, can I say, the soft side know. of me. I don't know, it just comes out. Mm. I don't do it. Anyway, and then we had to go to Zim. That was the toughest journey ever. Because mm. driving mm. to Sanyati and the potholes and we... We went with the polo. It was mm. just, yo. But I think in that time again, yet again, we became, so we experienced a loss in our early marriage, but we became strong. It brought us together because mm. we grieved together and it brought us together. Because mm. imagine we lost our, um, our great-grandmother, our mm. grandmother, mm. and then we lost my father. Mm. So it really brought us close together. Mm. Yeah, and then having Nate was just a blessing. Mm. We planned him. <laughs> we did. Oh, <laughs> we wow. Remember how we planned Nate? Yeah. <laughs> you want to share that story? Oh, no, I don't want to share that story. <laughs> we no, but I mean we planned him as in we were like we're gonna get a boy, guys. We spoke our oh boy. yeah, like we that. We spoke our boy into existence. Because Nikki and I used to like watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> I know it's weird, guys, but yeah, we watched Gossip Girl. Um, and Gossip Girl, there was a kid called Nate. I don't believe you're telling people this. He's going to hear it. Yeah, he will. And he will know how his name got inspired. Yeah, Nathaniel from Gossip Girl was the cute boy. and Everyone wanted him. But he was focused, I think. Yeah, he didn't care about girls. And I remember we were sitting on our bed. Before Blair broke his heart or something like that. He was yeah, we were lying on the bed. And then we are like, yeah, Nathaniel, I think we're going to say to Nick, attend to Nick and like, I think we're going to have a son. We must have a son. Yes. And then we must, when we have a son, we're going to name him Nathaniel. Nathaniel. And we'll call him Nate. Nate. For short. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but do you understand what I'm, i think what i'm trying to say is as a couple when you lie down and you start dreaming together guys the power of a spoken word because we spoke nate forth we were like we are gonna have a boy i remember people are like ah tubs has had a girl you've had a girl come on the jeans i'm like nope we're having a boy and we were so confident about it we knew before even we had before tubs. we even okay wow <laughs> before we but we planned that when 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 we get pregnant we are having a boy the same as when i get pregnant i'm having twins i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> anyway i'm joking i'm joking my husband doesn't want to hear that so we had nate and i think having a child together because now we had to experience it together like mm. Tubbs hadn't experienced his daughter as a child, like a baby baby. Mm. Yo, yeah. It was fun times. Yeah. It was fun times because he like would we, wake up, would alternate. Yeah, I'm mean, a night person, so I'll do the night shifts and stuff. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah? Mm. What else did I miss? Um, I think you mentioned everything. And then you didn't want to go back to work. Oh, yes. <laughs> not, not that I didn't want to go back to work. I, I picked up an offense. Okay, yeah. Tell I us pick- what happened. I picked up an offense. And, uh, <laughs> working at the church is a difficult job. And the enemy will make you pick up an offense. He'll make you. No, I'm joking. I chose to pick up an offense. I picked mm-hmm. an offense. And I remember one Sunday, I was so frustrated. My husband got so frustrated seeing me frustrated. He called the pastors. And he's like, nope, my wife is, is resigning. She's she's done. She's not coming back. Did I say that? Yes. Tabs is like, yeah. and I'm like, love. She she is resigning. I can't have my wife angry and and bitter all the time. This is not the woman I married. I married a happy woman. I said that. Yep. Nah, I don't remember you that. You did, love. You did. God damn. And obviously, and that was me resigning because awkward. I'm joking. No. no. It was he was I, I think he that. did that to protect me because he I was I would never call the pastors You to... called them that Sunday, love. You called them that Sunday when I was down. And I think it was because he was tired of seeing me hurt mm-hmm. and frustrated. Mm. And yeah, what else have we missed before we get no, to don't worry, like and then And then okay, so I then left my job. So obviously now that's one income out of the house gone. So now we're not depending on two incomes. There's now one income out of the house. It's not there. And now, obviously, with that, it was obviously going to... And we're just giving birth to a wonderful boy. To a wonderful boy. So it's not like the, the mouths were more to feed. And a baby is quite expensive. So it wasn't the right timing, if I'm to put it in the right way. It was not the right timing. But it was not emotionally good as well on me. Anyway, okay, Shap, I was going to be a housewife. Yay. Ooh, Nikki is so not. You wanted that, and I supported that for you. But it's not my lingo. Yeah, but I supported that for my wife because um, um, she was getting frustrated by the job that mm-hmm. she was doing in the church. Mm-hmm. And I was for the whole thing of her building her dream and building a business. And where we were and where we were staying, I was okay with, it, with that kind of stuff. Obviously, I'm probably a bit short-sighted on the expenses and everything. And not even the expense, the emotional um, expense of it. Mm. I could say that. Because mm. um, now a lot of things was lying on the one partner. So everything that we used to do so well together and communicate and all the stuff, we were not doing. Because mm. I was not doing... I was being Superman, in a way. Like, I was... Mm. I was being the one saving and making sure things are saving the family and making sure things are okay without communicating. Right. And obviously on her side, she always see that things are okay. Right. And there was no issue. Mm. Cause obviously she wouldn't pick it up because I'm a good I'm a I'm a I'm a provider, bruh. I'm a blesser for my wife, me. Right? Mm. <laughs> Oh, wow. No, but like, no, what I'm trying to say is you you are that person who will put your best foot forward and to ensure everything is fine. Mm. However, you'll be taking arrows and bullets in the background of it, so it's also a downfall in some way. I guess, but unfortunately, it's it's not a bad thing. No, love, it's a good thing. No, it's it's not a bad thing. But the bad thing is 
as a man when you're going out there and you are like what my wife says taking the arrows and all the stuff and fighting the battle when you're going through rough times this is where the enemy is very tricky with marriage right so i'm here i'm supporting my wife on her desire to start her own business and raise a baby we both know how difficult it's going to be but um and i know and i'm sure you knew as well that um i have to put in extra hours to do work and all the stuff and i need to make that paper now right i know that and it's a decision that i'm taking it's not forced on me it's what i want to do which is a good thing to do like in the bible it says jesus laid down his life for the church but that's what a husband is meant to do right but at the same time are you sitting there as a husband right going through things on the days where it's really tough those are the days that the wife there now just now starts irritating you and jabbing at your buttons and all the stuff right and that's the part where i feel the enemy uses quite a lot because now i'm not talking to my wife i'm not telling nikki that hey it's tough out here right yes we're living in this place now lifestyle hasn't changed it's even getting better you're at home you're spending the first year with with our son i'm happy for that but hey this guy here is suffering but i'm the type of person as well i don't show my suffering i go and i i hustle when it gets tougher i run harder right i grew i grew up an athlete that's that's the type of person i am i have endurance right um i have endurance so that's how that's yeah that's where i was Mm. And I think so I didn't know what was happening in the background because life was good. Tabs is bringing in the bacon also. I thought life was good because things were getting paid and everything, but little did I know my husband was under immense pressure to keep the life to keep the lights on, to keep the to keep lifestyle as it is. You know, obviously when there's now one salary out, reality is something has to give. And in that, it was him giving. It was his soul that had to give eventually and everything. And I think that was the first foothold that we opened up to the enemy. And now, obviously, having a baby, my schedule changes. So quiet time with God and everything it it shifted i didn't have my quiet time the way i would want to have my quiet time i was not praying for tubs anymore i was so consumed with my child so consumed with making sure nature's fine that i was not in deep in god's word for the holy spirit to be able to tap my shoulder to be like hey your husband's not okay because prior to that um when tubs was not okay i could pick it up I could pick it up immediately and pick up the phone and be like, what's wrong? When he's not even with me, but my heart, or should I say my spirit man, was heavy. And now, obviously, because of the distractions, and I'm not saying a baby is a distraction in what in any kind of way, but because of the busyness of life, I didn't have time to be so to be so soaked into God for me to be able to pick it up in the spirit realm that my husband is not okay and there's an attack that is coming and it's on its way. Mm. And that was when we opened up a doorway to the enemy. Why do you say that? Because we were not praying anymore. One, we were so we were so self-consumed with self and not with each other. Mm-hmm. Where we had we were not doing date nights. We were no longer being intentional because of the busyness of life. He was busy with work, I was busy with the children at home. And we were we we forgot each other. We now became mm. two ships in a house. Yeah, I don't think it was that hectic yet. No, it wasn't it was, that hectic yet. It was like two years into marriage, two and a half years or so into marriage, and um, the thing is, like what I've learned, what I learned from that experience is, even when it's tough, you have to do things together as a couple, mm. right? Because I started doing the moment one partner in a relationship makes a decision on their own it becomes mm. easier to make the next decision on your own mm, that's right and 
that I guess that's a foothold. It's not really a foot. Like you're opening a way yeah, for becoming independent and no longer interdependent, like how you should be in a marriage, right? So, for example, like I may I'd make a decision to take on a business deal that will take up my time with my family, mm. for example. And I would come back and say, hey, God has blessed us with this job. It's going to bring us this X amount of money, right? But that X amount of money comes with a price that I am well aware of. And I should have um, discussed it with my wife. So we make that decision together. Mm-hmm. Right? So I got myself in that space where I, made deci- I started making decisions on my own, right? Mm-hmm. Things were great. And like she said, I bring the bacon. She eats the bacon. Yeah. I'm a vendor boy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then um and that led to and I'd always like I'd always try to get us to get to a point where we always bring God back. But then the pressure at church as well was crazy. Right. I remember this one prayer I had. I like I was pissed off at the pastors. There's one moment and I told my wife is like, you know what, these ones here, ne? I'm not, I'm not submitting to them anymore. We are going to find other pastors, pastors that are for us, that where we're going to um, ask for God's blessings. Well, not really ask for God, where we know that they have their best intentions. Well, how? What? Are, where the pastors have our best intentions for us. Does, does that make sense? You know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. We really have our best interests. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's cool, our life. Right? Um, I was pissed, bro. And now, I was like, God. God. We need to move. Because now it wasn't working now at this church where we're at and all this stuff. Right? And we need to move. And then uh, God, God gave me a word. Because we're visiting a lot of churches. Mm. Right? We're visiting our home church, well, my home church, the one I grew up in, right? Charis Missionary Church. At that time? At that time, Pastor Edgar Nelu We're visiting Hillsong. Mm-hmm. We'll still go to Go Church, right? So we're all over the spaces, right? And we're not finding a solid place, but there are other frustrations as well. And then God gave me a word that He wants to restore His glory in my family name, right? Like what? Satan tried to steal with the divorce that my parents went through, but God is going to restore it as well, right? He just wants to restore his glory in our lives, like his mm-hmm. light and all the stuff and his blessings. And give me a word for a church to go to, and then we then move to that church. And to be honest, I started seeing God's work in our life. Mm-hmm. started seeing God's glory and blessings come through, right? And hey, can I say it before we, we cut off? Yes, you can. So we had to move from this high felt place with a racist landlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What right. had she done? She had done something we were like, you know what? Uh, I forgot to. I forgot what she had done. But she she did something where I was like, nope, we're not going to live under oppression. 1994, the freedom came. So and please. You were not in South Africa. I was not in South Africa. <laughs> However, I knew I was a woke black person. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Black Lives Matter is real. Nah, hey. I'm joking. Yeah, but anyway, she did something. So, how? Okay, cool. So now, life is good. Life is picking up, man. Right? And I was like, okay, we set up a budget for where we want to buy and where we want to move to and all that stuff. And Nikki finds this house online. It's like, And I started working. Yeah, I started working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you started, started working, working as well. And we'd moved to this church. Mm. Anyway. Miracles. Mm. Yeah. And then anyway, so we go there. Nikki sees this house, it's within our budget. As I drive into this estate, I'm like, what the hell, bruh? It's a double story house. Ne? Double story. It's got a seventh quarter, a guest room downstairs, four bedroom house, one, two, three bath. Three toilet, three bathrooms actually. It was three bathrooms upstairs, downstairs, and then upstairs, main bedroom, downstairs, right? A nice bright area, youth garden within a budget. I'm like, how? Okay. 
do you like it? It's within the budget. I had no reason to say we can't do it. And I was like, they're like, okay, we're going to take it. And they approve us and we move in. And we applied, and then, faith, yeah, we applied faith again and then God again. They started picking up, started picking up, started picking up. And life, like life was good. Like things were coming up. I started a new job, right? And I got promoted very quickly. Mm-hmm. Nikki got promoted very quickly. Life was going fire for us, bro. Like, and I think it was because like of it was the covering wealth. we had. Yeah? The covering we were under. Say that again. <laughs> because of the covering we were <laughs> under. <laughs> and yo, hmm, Satan is jealous. And I think we will round off here. Oh my word, Love. really I was yes. enjoying the conversation. It's going to be a clo- an hour, a whole hour of people listening. We have listening. to post like, like tomorrow. <laughs> okay, we will post the next conversation of how the devil came full force. So remember how Tubbs mentioned that God gave him a word that God that um, God is wanting to restore his family name, the whole divorce and everything when a word is spoken over you when a prophecy is spoken over you best believe the devil sends his angels his demons wow he sends his demons like he'll be like this one go for this dream this one was prophesied that they were going to be a boss bring 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 out the boss um um, principality he will send like guys when they say the devil doesn't sleep and he he roars like a he, he walks around like a prowling lion it's not a it's no lie so whatever prophecy you have received best believe there will be an attack but that doesn't mean you should be scared or back down that means in that moment you wage war against your prophecy you be you you protect your word you protect it you pray you become alert but that's a conversation that we're going to go in deeper where we then now talk of how the bowl broke yeah how she bow she broke the bow i'm joking wow love how the bow broke how thank you guys thank you guys do you have any last words love i had the last words the last episode i think what she said was was proper like um yeah like i just want to carry on talking yeah okay we'll cut this and we'll record again okay no but we'll we'll record tomorrow it's fine but yeah so there's a lot of things that we learned hindsight right in marriage and the and the mistakes that i made and the mistakes that nikki made as well and and i also i don't want us to like position it in a way where we're like okay this enemy attacked us like we're sitting peacefully in our house and then you threw weapons at direction there's decisions that people take and there's things that influence us to make those decisions and we have to be very aware of that and that's my heart really for this right mm. to bring light into the secret plans of the enemy mm. against marriage mm. and i will we'll be talking about that next time mm. yeah all right guys thank you for listening do tune in to our next episode where we talk about the bow breaking